Ryan, should we yell at our kids? <laughs> That's quite an opener. <laughs> I mean, if they're careening toward a busy freeway, a busy yes. road, I'm going to yell at the kids and say, stop. <laughs> <laughs> but what do you mean by that? You mean when they're irritating? Because <laughs> <laughs> we never, ever never, yell at our children unless never. they're in danger. <laughs> this, this is the, the volume of our voice. <laughs> Anytime we're at home, child. Do obey. <laughs> Let's be honest. We're all parents. We've all had a moment of or two of yelling, right? I think it's important to explore how it can hurt the, how it just can hurt the relationship between us and our kids. Uh, mm. When it is appropriate to yell, obviously there are some obvious moments, but I, I was on Instagram and I was flipping through some stuff and this post caught my eye talking about parents yelling. And what happens to kids when we when we yell and what happens to us and the person who is the yeller? What it might make them feel better, but does it actually fix the situation or does it leave them feeling more hurt? Um, We could even probably talk about this on the marriage side if we wanted to, but we will discuss this more on the other side. All right, friends, we got two upfront disclosures here. The first one is we have Sunny with us. She's a little bit under the weather. She's we've had a minor cold going through our household and it's Sunny's turn to endure the cold and so you as our podcast listeners thank you for your patience also second disclosure this is a vulnerable topic because if if you know Selena and I if you've been following marriage side parenting side for a while Selena I don't want to throw you under the bus but anger is something that you've had to continually deal with and I think we all deal with the anger on some level yes but hot emotions are are particularly difficult sometimes. Yes. With, for your mama heart, I'll say. Yes. And so we're much like we do processing this in real time with you. So thank you for joining us. So with that being said, I do want to do a shout out to our most recent patrons. By the way, we couldn't do this without our Patreon supporters. Uh, a lot of our work is funded by books that we sell on the marriage side. And then the big portion of it is is because people are supporting us because frankly, book sales are fairly erratic and unpredictable and we do our best. We try our hardest, but thankfully we have supporters that are um, not as erratic. (laughs) And so welcome to our newest patrons, Micah, Mike, Brianna, and Terry. It's a pleasure to have you. Welcome to the elite force, the fierce force. Could that be the one? I don't know. We're trying to find a name for it. It has to alliterate. That's, that's the rule. That's the rule. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just kidding. It's true. Misalliteration over here. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, this is a very tender topic for us. Do you want to read this quote here? Let me read it for you, or do you want to read it? Sure. Okay. I can, I'm happy to read. There's a few quotes in here that she says that I think we just need to discuss too and kind of put on our biblical, yeah. you know, lenses and talk through them a little bit. So, when we raise our voices, we put our children's nervous system on high alert naturally, automatically. We are big and powerful, and they are not. Their memories of those moments will match what happened in their insides, not what we explain with logic and reason on the outside. Interesting. So when I hear this quote for the first time, it uh, it, automa- it automatically makes me regret every time I've ever raised my voice ever <laughs> because we're big and powerful and they are not. And the memories of those moments will match what happened on their insides. And how right. are we supposed to know what happened on their insides? Right. Because it's been a long time since we've been kids and felt that. Yeah. From our parents. And I think it's so easy for us to forget that we are big and we are, they are small. Uh, 
And the thing I think that really just caught my attention on this is just she she gives in the content. She's just saying, like, there goes mom again. You know, we, we get frazzled. And so we resort to shouting. You know, we're talking about this during summer. Kids are home from school or there there's less structure if you're home educating, unless you're one of those really super structured moms. <laughs> but uh, there's just less structure. There's there's bound to be yelling. Right. There's bound to be. People, you know, sharp remarks with each other. We're getting lazy with our communication with each other. Um, we have angry outbursts. And that is something that is my kind of my battle, the cross that I, I bear to try to where the Lord is really sanctifying me. Right. And where he's he's shown me over and over again, yelling and, and allowing the, the fits of rage, if you will, um, is never going to achieve anything because the kids are not going to hear what you're saying as much as they're going to feel what you're saying. Uh, and yeah, I think it would be helpful at this point to, I guess, lay out one example of what we're thinking of because, yeah. um, here it is. Our three-year-old is our strongest willed child. Yeah. She's our most intense child. Everything she feels is very big and in oversized the yes. in the moment. And then she's also our, our least likely to listen child. So we'll, so we'll say something like, which could be an age and stage thing. She's is. almost four. Yeah. And she's improving and we're discipling her through that and we're, we're showing her, training her. It's we've had to learn. Progress is happening. We've had to learn creative training, (laughs) but progress is slow going. And so here's an example is we'll put this little one down for a nap and say, all right, Louisa, that's our third. Now it's time to be quiet. Don't go into the baby's room because she'll go in there and like want to check on the baby. And we're like, you always wake her up because you slam the door, you pound her. She's very loud, very very intense on every level. (laughs) And so we'll be like, don't do that. Don't, don't slam the door. Don't. And, and, and she just always, and I, I mean always, she always forgets or, and, or she ignores us. Yeah. She just does what she wants. And so we'll try the calm collected route. All right. You did the thing. You're going to get a consequence. And the consequence is usually some sort of timeout mm-hmm. or a loss of a toy or privilege. Yeah. And then it's like, after that consequence has run its course, we're like, good. Did you learn? Yes. Yes. I learned immediately goes the opposite way. And at some point you get to the end of yourself where you're like, child, you've woken up this baby five times. Right. right. She is not sleeping well. She's getting crankier by the moment. <laughs> it's affecting the overall atmosphere of our home. Right. I'm going to raise my voice at you because you're not getting it when I'm using right. my regular voice. So I'm going to raise the ante a little bit. I'm mm. going to raise the volume. Is that a sin? This is my first question. Is it automatic? Like if you've, if you've raised your voice, if you've yelled, if you will, is that a sin automatically? I could, I could offer an answer, but I'm curious to hear what you think. What's your knee jerk response to that? Is that well, a sin to yell? In that moment, I don't think it's a sin if you're calculated about it. If you're emotional and angry and it's an angry response, then I do. So like you're very good at having calculated, like you raise your voice, but you're very controlled in your emotions. My voice gets raised when my emotions get raised. Interesting. <laughs> so here's another deeper question. Well, what's is, your answer? is all anger sin? I would say that, but, I, but you said if you're angry and yelling, it's automatically a sin. See, I, I would push back on that because scripture tells us in your anger, do not sin. Okay. Anger right, itself is not a sin. Ang- agreed. Anger so itself is not a sin. Are you yelling? Because I'm angry. Because though. of the anger. And is that yelling a sin? No, I, I would say if you're, if yelling is bringing you to a, a point of, you know, uh, in some way reviling your child. You know, sure. So to, what you're saying. What you're saying matters. Sure. Yeah. And where that's coming from your heart matters. Agreed. Yeah. Because I think you... Well, and I think for me, or for anyone who struggles with yelling and anger, I think the emotional state is the dangerous piece because that's where you can slip into 
um, I think using harsh, not curse words or anything, but just uh, malicious talk, like yeah, not name calling, but like belittling or what's the other word? You just kind of dismiss. Um, right. I think you can fall into that more easily when you're emotional. So I guess what I'm, yeah. I think we're in agreement. We're just kind of ironing out the details here because I don't think yelling is inherently a sin. Anger itself is not a sin. I don't, I think we can sin in our anger and that's a temptation we have when we are angry. Yes. Um, It depends on why we're angry. Right. It depends on what comes out of our mouths. I also don't think yelling and fits of rage are categorically the same. Mm, Okay. Now you can in a fit of rage yell. Sure. But yeah, I, I, I just think we need to be, we can be silent ragers because like, I don't want, what I don't want is for moms and dads to walk away from this and say like, oh yeah, the Fredericks are never supposed to yell. Like, I, I don't think that's biblical. I don't think that's right in some sense. I think there's a time and a place to an appropriate way sure. to raise one's voice, to make a point with a disciplinary focus. Yeah. But the problem is, is that usually it's correlated to I'm having these big angry emotions. I'm raising my voice. And so I'm going to say things that I shouldn't say. Now that's where you've Mm -hmm. crossed the line Mm -hmm. because you still have to disciple in it. You still have to be godly in it. You still have to be self-controlled in it. Right. And so this is not a license on the opposite side to be like, yeah, just like sometimes you got to let it loose. Like that's not what we're saying either. Right. And I, I think the biggest thing that really kind of got lodged in my own heart and started had me thinking a little bit more is she, this person said, once someone yells, they feel so much better. They can hardly remember the content of what they yelled. You go back to remind them of the hurtful things they shouted at you and you'll get responses like, I wasn't yelling. I didn't say that. Or you know what I meant? Uh, You're making such a big deal out of nothing. Um, And sometimes the yeller will even apologize or explain to reset the relationship. I'm sorry. I got mad. I was just stressed. Sorry. I took it out on you. You know, I didn't mean it. Hey, it's over now. Everything's okay. I promise it. I won't yell again. So those kinds of responses, I mean, that just like hit me hard because those are, that's, that's my tendency is to, I yell and I might feel better and kids are small and they'll take it and then they'll cry and or whatever. We'll get through all of our emotions. I cry, we cry. And then we apologize. And I know that she's like, an apology just won't like cut it. You really have to kind of sit with the person and understand what you've, what you've done basically. And when you, and it's kind of from that point that you've understand how you've hurt this, your child or how you've hurt whoever you're yelling at in this case, children, um, that you should be prompted, I think to act better. Right. But how can, I mean, this was my biggest battle was like, I'm like, God, how Holy spirit help me. Like, I don't know how to get through to my three-year-old anymore. It's the umpteenth thousandth billionth time that I've said the same phrase and she cannot get it. You know, and, and all the time, all the while that's going through my head is like, the Lord is always patient. He's, he's always kind, not that his patience will be forever. Right. We know this, but it's how can, how can I change this? Like, I, I feel like my hands are tied. I feel like no matter how hard I try, I still can't yell. And God in his goodness, in which this is where it comes back mm-hmm. to, has shown me that, yeah, when I yell, you might feel better, but the damage that you're doing is, is worse. The anger that you're, you're, that is in your heart. You've my friend, Katie, she's so sweet. She's she teaches me so much. I just love her. But she was talking about um, when you get angry or your children, you know, they get angry. They they kind of flip their lid is is the the phrase that she used. And so when we as adults flip our lid, it's really there's not a, you can't really rationalize with yourself. You can't rationalize with other people. You can't talk. It's hard to calm down. It's hard to it's the same with kids. I think it's, you know, augmented 12, 10 times that. But when it's it's when our lid, when our lid comes back down, right, we are able, she's like, people want, they want to feel safe. They want to feel secure. They want to feel seen. Um, and then there was one more, but I can't remember it. But when we can kind of 
get those things back in order, right? Child, I love you. You're safe here. You're secure. I see what you're going through. Then we can help them kind of bring their attitude or their lid back down. We can take a moment and get our lid back down. From there, we can then parent from a more stable place instead of just yelling because I'm triggered and I'm frustrated and I'm angry and you're not listening and all these emotions are flying around. For me, it was coming to the the realization that Yes, God is ever patient with me. Okay. When I get angry and when those emotions creep in and I find myself yelling, that's that's the trigger for me to be like, I'm not in the right place. This is not, if I'm yelling to get my point across, I we've already gone, we've already crossed the line. So God has been good to say like, you don't need to yell in this instance. You, If you feel like you need to yell, you need to, t- you need to stop and take a moment. Get your lid back on <laughs> and parent and disciple from a place that is is grounded in scripture, is grounded in the Lord. And I, the Holy Spirit has been so good to me in showing me the pathway forward. It's been hard. I feel like it's been a long, slow progression of learning how to communicate lovingly. And the ironic thing is that the the thing that I don't want to do, I feel like Paul, right? Apostle Paul, what I don't do, I do. But I, what I don't, <laughs> what I want to do, I don't do. I don't want to yell at my kids, but I do yell at my kids. When I don't, when I feel like yelling, and, and then I, I hmm. exercise self-control. I don't yell. And I'm actually softer with them and I draw them in. That's when the response that I'm looking for and praying God will just work in their hearts. When that comes, uh, that's where I feel like yeah. the most fruit is born. When I'm under control by the grace of God and the Holy Spirit, self-control is exercised on my part. I can draw my, my child in and say, hey, this behavior is not acceptable. These are the reasons why we've talked about this. I love you. Um, See, I'm going to push back. Okay. Because I, and I've said this, also I'll just reiterate what I said and then I'll react to what you said. Anger is in itself not a sin. Yelling is in itself not a sin. Right. So I don't, I disagree with the idea that all yelling is bad. And I disagree with telling parents that if you've yelled, you've sinned, you've messed up. Because I feel like you feel bad if the volume gets to hear. Well, I'm as your husband, I know this. The volume's up there because of something else. Like the right. volume is a symptom. Right. The yelling is a symptom. But my yelling and my emotions are all up there. So that's where here's what, as your husband and as the father of your children <laughs> and encourager to our fierce parenting folks, the prayer is not, Lord, help me to control my anger or not even help me control my yelling, but help me to be self-controlled and holy in my anger and in my yelling mm. and in my parenting. So, because there is sin in there somewhere and, and right. that's where the, the Holy Spirit's convicting you. Right. And so I, I just want picking this apart because I see it as, I see it as, a, a, I hate, I don't like the term yelling because who knows what it means, but I, I think of it like I'm raising my voice to elevate the stakes right. in this situation. Right. Our child needs to know that this is important. That we're serious. For a, a, yes. a milieu of reasons, <laughs> meaning it could be a safety thing. It could be a, your soul safety thing. You're disobeying yeah. your parents. It could be a, a, a number of things. Yeah. And so... I see it as a tool in the toolbox. I need to learn to wield this tool for what the tool mm. is for. Mm-hmm. Meaning that you've got a wrench to turn a nut. You've got, <laughs> and you've got a screwdriver to turn a screw and you've got a hammer to pound a nail and a screwdriver will not pound a nail and a hammer will not drive a screw. Right. Not rightly anyway. Mm-hmm. So to remove this from your toolbox means that you're just going to live a life without any pounded nails. Sure. And you know, some projects need you to pound a nail. Some, some disciplinary well, tasks need you to, and yes. again, pounding is maybe the wrong tool to use. Because I agree. I agree. The, the wrong analogy to use, but that's how I'm pushing back. No, I agree. But I think for me, it's, it's 
it's discerning what where the sin is at in the anger and the yelling because there is clearly something happening. My heart tells me, my my head tells me when it's happening, and I'm like, "You're sinning. This is sin." Like mm. I don't give myself, "Oh, good job for getting angry in that moment." <laughs> it's never that. It would be, you know, if if someone's hurting my kid or like violently hurting um, or trying to do something to hurt them uh, or if they're going to run out into the street or something like that, getting angry, getting upset, get yelling right. like, yes, that should be a natural response, but it shouldn't be a natural response to yell at your children all the time. That should not be your communication all the time. That's not what you should be known as, as a parent, as a yeller. Like, oh, there goes, there goes mom just Those yelling again. Or, <laughs> <laughs> nice. There it is. Or there goes dad. Like, I think yeah. there's something different when dads yell too. It's just like, it's, there's just fear. It's like, I don't know when it depends on the dads household. don't really yeah. yell. I feel it depends like on the household because yeah. you, 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 yeah, I, men can wield it incorrectly too. Right. And, and so for as me, as can I, so yeah, yeah, I guess for me saying like, I don't know how to wield this tool very well. Therefore I need to learn how to wield it before I can use it, hmm. um, has been kind of my journey, I think, because I, yeah you know that I struggle with anger and, and raising my voice. And so and I've been trying to learn how to right. use that. I watch you. Cause you, again, your emotions are not up here when you're yelling. You don't even yell that much. You just raise your voice because they have not, it has not hit their heart and their head. And it just went one ear out the other. It, well, and you know what? Some tools have kind of taken the place of a elevated volume. And here's one example with Louisa, we talked about earlier she'll ask the same question a hundred times and get the same answer a hundred times and then want to still know the answer to the question. And so we started saying to her, you have your answer. Yeah. I gave you an answer. That's almost along the lines of like, I gave, like I told you. Right. What. You can say so it. It's yeah. It's very matter of fact. Yeah. And she's, she knows now that that tool has come out of the right. toolbox That's that has end. been employed. Yes. It's the end of the equation. Yes. Another one is uh, when the girls, so you are with the, the girls all day long. I'm usually working. And so, yeah, you, you, there's this level of familiarity. I think every mother has to deal with, with their kids. Right. It's, you know, the mom effect, if you will. And when you spend a lot of time with your kids, you'll be like, all right, girls, I need you to go, uh, you know, feed the chickens. I need you to do the, feed the dog. I need you to go pick up your shoes. I need you to do the chores. And they will act like no one said a thing. <laughs> that drives right. me up. I'm like, and then I'll say, I get really, honestly, that, that, that wells up with me, within yeah. me. Like you're, you're disrespecting your mother, my wife. <laughs> and, and, and I don't, I just say, excuse me, did, did you not hear? <laughs> and they immediately like, they perk up and they go. Yeah. It's like, it's like, I don't, and then I'll, or I'll ask like rhetorical questions. Like, I don't get why you're still here. <laughs> why are you not doing what your mother said? Right. And uh, so what I'm saying is that these tools are various and I feel like, the impact of the tool has to do with the, how you wield it. Right. Right. And one of the things we, you and I have talked through a lot and we're, st I mean, I'm still working on this with young kids. And I know the challenges will shift as the kids get yes. older, but it's you, uh, letting your words ride, yeah. letting your words mean what your words mean, not backpedaling, not adjusting, not tweaking, not negotiating, not, negotiating, not twisting, turning, changing. Yeah. But like I said, X, X is what I said. Yeah. There's no maybe why. There's no redefining. Or maybe Z. There's it's no, like no. Yeah. And because when you do that, then your words begin to hold more weight because they're not they're airtight, right? And yes, when you acquiesce, you actually are are cutting yourself down. Like you're undermining, your, you're own undermining your own authority. Yeah. Um, and so, 
again, looking to Christ, looking to Jesus, mm. we don't see him yelling at children. Not that, <laughs> again, there's nowhere in the Bible that says don't yell at your kids, right? It says disciple, train, teach. We see Jesus um, embracing children. Let them come to me in all of their loudness. Let them come to me. Yeah. Again, This we're not going to infer anything. We're just going to say, if our orientation is not leading them to Jesus and leading them to the gospel, then yelling could just be that, that red flag. That's, that's showing us that something else is wrong. Yeah. There might be something deeper. Uh, this is the signal that we're getting and we need to, as parents uh, talk about how we can reinforce obedience without yelling. And yes, he is at home working. So I want to address people that like don't have a spouse at home working. Right. So if you're a mom at home and you, um, you are waiting, you know, your husband's going to have to reinforce uh, mm. discipline behavior. Like you guys need to have a plan and that needs to be short and clear for young ones and something that you can, they can have that vocabulary of not just, you know, wait till your dad gets home. But like, there'll be like, although that's terrifying, daddy's bringing consequences or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wait till your dad gets home. That's probably enough. Daddy's bringing consequences. <laughs> home. <laughs> Sorry. That sounds, it sounds even worse. Interesting <laughs> thing though. Jesus, you know, so for the kids, what I take away from the, from that Jesus example or he says, let the children come Yeah, is that he's not averse to children being children, acting as children act. Right. So there's a childishness that I think Jesus expects and embraces in our children and in us. He right. says, have a childlike faith. Yeah. Like in, in many ways, our children have one up on us because like they haven't been jaded by the sin, you know, their own sin and by right. now they are sinners in need of repentance and salvation, but they, they, they have a childishness that is an, an, an advantage. Um, but then there's a, there's, Jesus did raise his voice. Actually, I was in a, I was discipling some men uh, a couple of weeks ago and we're talking about Jesus. And to my dismay that the guy said, no, Jesus sinned. And I go, excuse me, what? <laughs> and he goes, yeah. When he was in the temple, uh, you know, and he turned over the tables and he did, you know, drove out the merchants and whatnot. He's like, yeah, that was, he descended in his anger. And I was like, first off, if Jesus sinned, brother, we're all screwed. Uh, <laughs> He didn't sin. Yeah. Um, second off, that wasn't sin. That was righteous. That was justice. That was righteous justice and wrath coming down on, on the wicked mm. in the house of God. Um, and so we do have a Jesus who welcomes the children mm-hmm. and their childishness. And we have a Jesus who enforces, enforces justice and the holiness, justice of, God. The holiness yeah. of God with, <laughs> and some would debate this and I don't know that you can, but with, a, a level of violence, a level of anger, a level of force, force. Yeah. And so, and, and, and is perfectly righteous in doing so. And so that's something as parents, we need to come to grips with, like, we need to see this. There's, there's a lot of discerning that has to happen here. Mm-hmm. I need, I need to discern what's happening in the heart of my child. Yes. Are they being a child or are they sinning? Right. As a child. Right. Not are the they same. just being annoying or are they right. <laughs> really in, in desperate need of some heart uh, reorienting. <laughs> yeah. So I have to discern that I need to also discern what's happening in my heart yes. because I could just be losing like my, my fuse is short because yeah. I've had a rough day. I, you and I aren't getting along or something or mm-hmm. tired, whatever the thing is. So am I discerning or I have sin in my heart where I just, I, I have no patience yeah. because I've not unrepentant sin. Yeah. Because I've lived a life that is, you know, led, led me to this place. Sure. I'm not resting in the right. Lord. And this is where the Holy spirit can, we, we can yeah. pray to him and ask, open my eyes, help me. Like 
what have I been meditating on lately? What is what has been? And I, I just say that because of the psalm. It's like made the meditation of my heart and the words of my mm. mouth like be glorifying to God. So, what what is it, Lord, that I've been either distracted by, consumed by, or giving my attention to that is causing this response? And why is this? You know, it, it, are there things that need to be rooted out here? Yeah, it's my biggest question. I think when yeah. Yeah. So what encouragement might we have for, for parents who are inclined to yelling? If you will? I think, I think if you have yelled at your children for the wrong reasons and in the wrong heart orientation, like it's just a selfish yelling to make you feel better. And you might've been putting your children down, like repent, repent mm. and own what you've done, uh, and model what it means to be a follower of Christ. This, I, oh gosh, I repent. I feel like not just for yelling, but just for being wrong <laughs> and for, uh, you know, saying yeah. some of the wrong things. I repent daily to my children, probably multiple times a day. I'm not trying to, I just want to balance that out because I repent because I need to repent to them because that's what the Lord has required of me as a believer. I also repent knowing and trusting that they will see my own humanity and know that I'm not trying to be perfect and that I can only be saved by grace and that God is the only one who can change Amen. my heart and that he's working on my heart just as much as he's working on their hearts. Amen. Mommy disobeys. And breaks God's rules and I, I break his heart sometimes, but he's still patient and loving with me. He's still working on me. Just, you know, how you struggle with, you know, getting angry at mm. your sisters and, and yelling and hurting them, <laughs> whatever, taking their toys. You know, you need, you need Jesus's love just as much as I do. You need his grace. Mm. You need him to, to help your heart because you can't do it on your own. We can't. Yeah. I think, yeah, we can't underestimate the power of a clean conscience mm. before our children that we know that when we've sinned against them, we have repented. Mm-hmm. to them yes. after repenting to the Lord. Yes. Uh, one of our early favorite shows was uh, Friday Night Lights. <laughs> clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose, mm-hmm. right? And the clear eyes thing, I, I hear that as having a clear conscience, mm-hmm. like having clarity of sight, clarity because you're not clouded by your own um, guilt. Yeah. Same goes from husbands and marriage and yeah. wives and marriage, but specifically here, like clear conscience parenting, and that can only be had by relieving your conscience of the burden of your own sin. And you can only do that, not by working your way out of it, by giving it to Christ. It's not brush our sin under the carpet just because it's against our kids. Like it's so easy as adults to just be the ones in charge and not feel like we have to repent or we should like, "Eh, it's fine. They don't care. No, it's a big deal. Like it's a great opportunity for you to model repentance, for you to show them Jesus. And even taking it a step further and saying, son, daughter, I'm repenting to you of this. Here's what God's word says. Mm. Show them in the word. Amen. I have sinned against our God here and I've sinned against you. So you're, you're putting words to something that so it's, good. you're not letting it just kind of hang out in the ether and let them figure it out. Like yeah. show them exactly what has been transgressed mm. and why you're the transgressor and how you are making it right. Um, what that does is it models for them, but it keeps your relationship with them soft mm. and they don't see you as somebody who's like, they'll, they, you're not fake. Yeah. That's one of the biggest reasons I, I would contend that children rebel is they see their parents as fake right? because there's lack of relationship or there's lack of this kind of repentance or this double standard living. Um, and so this, it's just such a powerful thing. So we started with yelling, we ended with repenting. Maybe that's appropriate. <laughs> so if you, if, if you're watching, listening to this and you don't know who Jesus is, everything we've talked about is rooted in person work, mm-hmm. the, the ontology, if you will, of who Christ is. I mean, that he was God, he is God. And if you don't know him, we want you to know him. That's a, 
an amazing, huge step to take, a journey that we would love for you to start. Uh, and the way we recommend you start that is find a friend who you know is a Christian, ask them to read the Bible with you, find a church where the pastor preaches out of the Bible. If you have a hard time finding either of those things, we have a website that might be of service to you. It's this, thenewsisgood.com. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you that is instructive. Holy Spirit, thank you for being with us in our struggles, that you convict us of our sin. You don't let us stay in our sin, particularly in this area where it's so critical in how we disciple our kids. Help us to be wise, discerning parents, just to discern the hearts of our children. Help us to also discern our own hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right. Um, Thanks once again to our partners. If you want to partner with us, go to fierceparenting.com slash partner. Um, that's a huge blessing to us. And we, either way, if, if you can't, you're welcome to continue. We love having you listen, watch these episodes, and we pray that they continue to bless you. But this episode of Fierce Parenting is, we can. we'll see you again in seven days. Until next time. Stay fierce.